0: Blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players ball A flash.
1: It's summertime. You, you know, go to the second verse. I'm completely summertime.
0: enjoying it. Go ahead. I haven't
1: hurt in a while. <laughs> well, where you been? You got a radio? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't hurt in a while. <laughs> Vegas, I guess. Ag- Vegas, i on Brian Blessing. Dana Lane is in studio where it all began. Do you believe in five years? Oh, that's incredible to think about. And then, I mean, five years ago. And this would have been... Well, we did it, started October.
0: It's been five years since we sat out in front of uh, T-Mobile's parking garage, freezing.
1: Yeah. Talking to Gary Bettman. We did the shows over there. But, I mean, we did it for a year, October, before the next October. They got four years in the cookie jar. Five years in October. Four and three-quarter years. It's a, We've been talking hockey here in Vegas. It's it's nuts. You know, you can always gauge how time flies. You watch your kids, see them change right in front of your eyes. I mean, this stupid thing. Five years. I was happy when you said, you haven't changed at all. Well, now, we
0: talk every day, well, but we don't rainy. see each You're, other every
1: day. You, you know, I haven't seen, well, honestly, I haven't seen you in the better part of, it's incredible. well over well Se-
0: No, I'll tell you, the last time it was that, that I saw you is when we were at, Sunco is for the Super Bowl. Two years or ago. Sunset Station. Sunset Station, sorry. No, you're right. That's the last time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well. And I had enough. <laughs> That's it. See, I'm jealous because all that gray hair you have now, you can color. I got to go to Sherwin-Williams. There's nothing I can do about it. It's not all
0: that. It's just on the side. It's.
1: Oh, no. What <laughs> but, do you mean, oh, no? Buddy, you're delusional. It's just on the side. It's kind of. It's gray.
0: What's that superhero? I looked like that's not that superhero, that doctor guy. You Doctor Strange. Oh
1: by the way, you've got a the birthday coming up. It's like a <laughs> Oh oh you want to bring mine up. I've, but uh, in all these years of knowing you It's none of your business I have no it's <laughs> Well you're you're offering like hey, my my. you know, you can say how old I won't. My birthday's coming up you're always you're soliciting it's gifts. Not, you ain't get, you're not getting anything. it's not how I sound at all.
0: I never sound like that.
1: That's, that's what you hear. That's your filter. <laughs> that's that's great. That's like what was the show? Um uh, there are two great ones like that. One was Cheers when Eddie Lebeck. Frazier Fra- no, was it Frasier looked at Cliff Claven. You know, Cliff Clavin's just spouting stupidity. And and Frazier looks at him and goes, Cliff, what color is the sky in your world? <laughs> <laughs> the great line. The other one was 30 Rock. Do you remember what? The 30 Rock. Al- oh, so. uh, Alec Ball. And uh, the, oh, the, the, the page it's guy. Really good story. Well, and he looked at people, and, and they did the thing where he was looking through his eyes, and everybody he was looking at were like cartoon characters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, here's the difference. The difference is. That my hair is longer than normal, so when I when I do go to get a cut and it's a one guard, uh, the 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 white is kind of it's not as prevalent as it is right now.
1: I don't know. I, I I'd I, be I, running to the
0: barber if I were you. That's, that's really nice, Brian. I, you know, this is why I do it once a year.
1: Uh, we're glad to have you, Stevie. You be back tomorrow. Thanks to Stevie yep. uh, last week jumping in for a few days doing. Vegas Hockey Highline. He'll be back on the beam tomorrow. So the fun thing about doing a hockey show in the offseason is there's enough stuff. It's unbelievable. There's plenty of stuff. Today, you Fiela avoids arbitration with Minnesota. We'll dive into that in a little bit. And then this is the one I can't wrap my head around. Austin Matthews is having wrist surgery. Well, he had a wrist problem all last year. I mean, he he played hurt. He missed games because of the wrist. Now, they're saying he had surgery. They're going, They're not saying which wrist it was. Well, you better hope it was the one that was hurt last year because if it's a, the new one... Yeah, he, then you've
0: got another problem.
1: Yeah, but I guess he said he started experiencing discomfort when he was up in the ante on his off-season training. But clearly, see, and again, I mean...
0: Well, so I told you, Brian. Maybe this wasn't a situation where they wanted to go to surgery. But when he hurts no, know, it again,
1: but again, my my point, and again, all roads lead back to Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> then is, we, we just left that show behind. Yeah, I know, but this, this is my point that yeah. those things can be nagging, and you're like, if this was really that bad, why did they waste this time that he's having the surgery now?
0: He's still going to be back. Before, way before the regular season starts, he's out six weeks. That's what they said. So, six weeks from, I don't know, if you want to start next week, he's still back way in advance of their season opener. And he's back in advance for a couple of weeks of camp. It's fine. I'm more, more concerned to keeping that, uh, his line mate. Well, the they ice.
1: open camp September 25th. That's six weeks from Saturday. Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, it's not like
1: he's going to do anything in camp. Well, anyway. I'm okay. I'm, but I'm sitting here with this Eichel thing, which everybody's blue in the face talking about, and it's like, I think Adams is doing the right thing. You draw a line in the sand here, and this is what they're doing. They want somebody else to take this on, the surgery. He wants the newer disc replacement surgery as opposed to the fusion surgery. Right. The fusion surgery you'll have, you know, lessened mobility and the fear is it would lead to future fusion surgeries and maybe shorten his career. If the other thing wins, it's a home it works, it's a home run. If it doesn't work, they have the fusion surgery as a backup. But the sabers are like, we don't want to do this. Part of me's like they I guess they should, but I understand what they're doing and at some point it kind of comes back to last hour we talked about aaron rodgers he's doing the slow pout and all that stuff what happened he showed up flurry wasn't going to play for chicago he showed up yeah I don't, you're making that yeah, kind I don't of think cake flurry
0: ever said he wasn't going to play
1: Right, he he. No, he talked about pondering retirement. It, it was
0: a nugget it was, that was thrown out there. It wasn't like Aaron Rodgers who spent the whole off season. But there was,
1: that was that was a no brainer. Fleury wants to win more games, going
0: up the ladder, and, and never, he wants
1: to play the Olympics. Never going to leave in
0: that manner, because now he's got something to prove. He's not going to just walk away with that with that nugget in front of him that I I still have to prove that I can play hockey. This is the second offseason that they tried to deal him. Now, now they got the job done. But there was no way he was walking away from Chicago because, hey, look, if Taves is healthy, that's that's a team that is not a pushover anymore. They're almost back to, hey, look, we got Chicago on the schedule. That's a game that we should take seriously, especially with Fleury. Hey, they were – what, Brian? I mean, they were in – cap – Heck for a while. You can say hell, yeah. It's an evolution of this show. Well, they were they were in cap hell for a while, a- and then you know they really have done a masterful job with those big contracts of even touching being competitive, and now they bring Flurry in. Man, they were they were a goaltender away last year from being somewhat competitive.
1: I think honestly, that is one of the. No, it's the biggest development to me in the offseason is how Chicago, on paper, has a good hockey team. That's, I mean, what Bowman did there, it was un- unbelievable. It was
0: masterful. With, with those contracts that he has on the books right now, I mean, what was it, three years ago, three, four years ago, you were just, I remember doing this show with you and thinking, they are gonna pay a price one day, and they're gonna pay it for years. They probably paid it for two years. I think they have a competitive hockey team, especially oh, Flurry. Flurry is such a, it's such a, he's such a difference maker. Not not only on the ice, he's a difference maker inside, uh, inside the room. And the way you play completely changes based on what goaltender you have back there. I mean, are you going to be – do you have a goaltender back there where you feel like, hey, I can activate my defenseman at any point and feel okay about getting
1: caught? See, I think you bring up a great point. I don't know that we really ever went down that road that maybe you kind of take it for granted. The way he plays – they're going to have a bounce in their step and all the things on the ice this guy does. I think you bring up a great point. How about the confidence, the joviality in the room, the whole mind, the whole everything Flurry brings? How beneficial that will be to this Chicago team trying to turn a corner. I mean, don't you think a guy like him, the hope is taste can come back? But don't you think Kane gets a bounce in his step, and then this whole buzz and Andrew Seth Jones is there now?
0: I mean, of course. I mean, it's getting him getting him was was giant for not only uh, not only you know that organization, but you know for those guys that probably wondered the same thing that I did: how are they possibly going to build around our our deals when they're up against it? Well, now this year, they don't have to worry about Lankanen or Subban being out there. I mean, uh, are you telling me that the confidence level, even going back to year one with the Golden Knights, when they saw behind them a bunch of guys that hadn't proved anything really, uh, you know, in in the NHL at all, maybe, you know, Bradley Smith and and March besides them, Nobody's proven anything. They're all looking around saying, where's our leader coming from? Well, your leader's behind you. And that was the difference in the room. This guy has a, this guy's got a cup. We need to follow this guy. And that was the difference in in that team until the belief started to infiltrate everybody else. And a guy like William Carlson, who, you know, nobody knew. Yeah, I love Brian. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. When I hear people say, "Oh, Vegas was stacked in the first year," please <laughs> stacked. We sat here day after day, wondering where is the scoring coming from. Flurry's going to have to steal games. Oh, we these, said that these every guys day. are
1: driving around the valley now. Any one of them—Marchese, Carlson, Riley Smith—and pick your guy. Who's left? You know, McNabb, right? That first year that come on. When that roster got named. <laughs> no, look I remember. You look at look at Seattle's roster. That's exactly the point I was gonna make. You're, next. you're looking at Seattle's roster going, you know what? Okay, they get some decent defensemen, they got some big physical forwards, you know, play it close to the vest, dump and chase, play physical games, goaltending's decent, and hang around in a lot of games. And, boy, they look like they'll be a low-scoring team, but they'll be able to compete. And, honestly, I think you could look at Seattle and say, yeah, I think that's the style they're going to play here. When the Vegas thing was named, and before you ever saw them play, nobody was doing a cartwheel. They like, oh, okay, oh, that's interesting. And now I'm wondering this. But when you We look- were talking about when are they going to be 500. What year? I know. Year four? But when you looked at that roster, we've watched hockey for a lot of years. I mean, this was like, you talk about a lightning bolt. Again, year one, everybody knows now. But when that thing was named, could you sit there in any way, shape, or form and have envisioned that they would play at such a high-octane level with speed? Forget the record. You know, they could have done that and still not been very good, but when you were when you were looking at it, you're going, oh yeah, look at these guys, boy, they're fast. I mean, no, they remember how fast they were that first team. They just in waves came at you, but there was no way anybody saw that on paper.
0: So there was still that intangible, and and I, you know, if if I'm George McPhee at, at the time, he wanted a roster full of guys that had a chip on their shoulder. He wanted a roster with guys that had something to prove. Fleury was certainly that. Well, He wanted to still prove he was a number one goaltender.
1: Again, we it's funny. It's in the rearview mirror. But the most brilliant thing, and Francis did not do this. <laughs> not a thing. Here's what he didn't do. Vegas had 13 guys. I think 13 was the number. Could have been 14. 13 of those guys were on expiring deals. They were going to be RFAs or UFAs. They were all mercenaries. They were playing for money. Not only were they exactly playing right. to make a name for themselves, exactly. they were playing for a contract. It was brilliant. And Vegas really never you know, went back and I took the deep, deep dive. One day we'll get Kelly McCrimmon on and ask him about that because enough time's gone by. But how much of that was the master plan? Because no one ever talked about that. That you got guys... The goal was to, hey, we can move probably six, seven of these guys at the deadline and get a gazillion assets. Or were those guys that smart to say, watch these guys, because guys play like lunatics in their contract year? Was that the plan, or did it fall that way? No. And Seattle did not do that. Seattle's only got like three or four guys they all have term. Most of the guys on Seattle. Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that was the plan. Well, if because it was, they're
0: brilliant. Because you wanted guys. I mean, as much as I, uh, I, you know, hey, look, everybody knows I, I rip them apart for the moves I don't agree with, but I do think in this case, I mean, there's too many of them not to say, this was what they wanted. They wanted guys with chips on their shoulder. Now you you lucked into an Eric Halla. Okay, Eric Halla was. You know, until his injury was, there's no way you could have said, "Oh, that's the type of player he's going to be." We'll see what he's going to be in Boston this year, but he's going to, you know, he's going to be stuck stuck in the bottom. Oh, six. Carlson,
1: 43 goals.
0: Nobody thought about. Please take a look at the roster to begin with, which we which we did day in and day out. But go back and look at the roster again. Does it look a little bit better to you now?
1: Do you know how energized like they were? I mean. Because I never understood that, you know, when it was all said and done, they didn't move Neil, they didn't move Spiza and Perron, right, at the deadline. But I mean, Neil got caught up in the wave of adrenaline and. Well, they didn't move him because they had a shot. Yeah, no, no, but I'm saying his play, I mean, Thelma and Louise, right after he's out of here, he got old overnight. You know, he was energized by what was going on. And part of that. Oh, he's getting to that
0: point here as well. But. There were some shifts that were not 100%. Oh, well, he was
1: cherry picking. He was out at the red line all the time. But it's funny. I don't know that we ever. And we'll see, you know, what happens with Chicago, the stuff we're talking about. I think that was so unique in that all of them, every one of them had a story. Somebody didn't want me. Yeah. They're all playing for money. Starting to learn new line mates and whatever. And it just turned into a ridiculous thing. Even yeah, Kalai has and, and, something to prove. Exactly. George
0: McPhee had something to prove.
1: But everybody had but, something to prove. But do we I mean they always say it's Flurry's team. You know, he's our guy. How much how much was Flurry? Because let's cut to the chase. When Flurry was coming here. I used to sit over there, right? We used to be at, we used to both sit over on that side. I used to sit over there and go, "Yeah, well, okay. I mean, he's a name, incredible career, back end of his career, but his regular season numbers in Pittsburgh were nothing to write home about. Flurry was reborn. He was reborn here.
0: Well, I mean, he was getting ping-pong back and forth between a guy that, you know, Pittsburgh was pretty comfortable, it was going to take over the reins.
1: Hey, that what do you hurry. think Pittsburgh would have, like well, to I, have today? Completely I, agree. N- none of us uh, saw that coming. Hey, let me ask you this. What message all those guys going to
0: the, you know, <laughs> all those guys, I mean, kept thinking of Alex, uh, of Kalarn and how he <laughs> verbally said, I don't want to go to Seattle. But all those guys that went to Seattle and they're thinking, well, Vegas did it. We can do it. But then the one piece that would have said we're going to try to do the same thing was Carey Price and they passed. Time may be. What does that say? I mean, how do you feel as you know, there's a certain level, Brian, that you're excited. I'm on an expansion team and we could do what the golden Knights did. And we got something to shoot for, but we needed, Kerry Price, and we got Grubauer.
1: By the so way, now
0: you're an expansion team. But when or a true expansion
1: team, when Flurry came here, I don't remember this. I guess we can find it. How much was he making? Because he got the two-year, seven-million-dollar extension here. Oh, I'm trying to remember what was Flurry making when he came here. Gotta
0: to have to fill some time here.
1: No, just...
0: Well, I don't remember what the backup what he do I don't you know, I don't have a clue what he was making when he came here because I don't remember what it was with Murray, but he it is not inconceivable that he wasn't making hey listen. they picked up they picked up uh Flurry and they took uh Calvin Pickard. And remember too, Brian Remember when they gave the five million dollar deals? That was a big deal, so I guarantee it was making way less than that. Because I remember sitting sitting here thinking, Wow, okay. Now now we got two guys making five million. And Smith and Marchesol signed the five million de- deals. They they were the ones. It wasn't Flurry. I know that, to begin with. I mean, everybody. No, 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 no. The point was no, everybody on the roster no, was right in the same. No, area. Smith
1: had a five million dollar deal coming here. Okay, March or so. But those were the signed here. Those no. were the top.
0: Those were the top deals coming here. Not flurry. So he wasn't any. Is very possible that he came here? Well, he did. He came here
1: with a reasonable deal. Uh, I mean, he, carried, he was making five. Okay, flurry was making five. He was making five million per. Through the twenty fifteen, we know
0: Carey Price was not going to make five.
1: <laughs> but well, no, that, but Price is making ten. But that's, uh, but still, for a team where you
0: have to get to the, you still have to get to the floor. I I don't know. I mean, what? Would it's Carey Price, thirty four years old, right around there. I think he's got plenty. Not these at all. Eh, I think he's in his early, th- 33, thirty three. I'd say
1: thirty two. Uh, this is a guess.
0: Okay. Anyway, regardless. I think I would have sent that message that hey, we're going to bring in a guy that just played in the Stanley Cup final. And they decided not to send that message. So perhaps they're building, you know, between <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're getting out of out of uh, Grubauer, but 34. He's 34. Yeah. Okay. So you have Gord Everlay. Jaden Schwartz probably is your top line. Do you see the evolution of that line evolving into Carlson, Riley Smith, and Marcheshoe? No. No.
1: Eberle is a good player. Eberle a good player. He frustrates you to no end because he does create a gazillion chances. I think he went to Notre Dame. <laughs> Not that anybody cares. Well, good. He would look good in one of those stupid gold kazoo helmets.
0: Yeah, the one that's constantly knocking on the frozen board door.
1: No, the one that doesn't isn't color coordinated with the uniforms around here. <laughs> anyway, well, what do you mean anyway? What? I know you like golden Notre Dame, yeah, and you like those idiotic gold helmets. Those well, are, I didn't say. That. Hold I on, like hold them. on. Those idiotic you gold did. helmets work with Notre Dame's uniforms. Yeah, they don't work with Vegas uniforms. No, they're horrible. They're off-putting. They're not color coordinated. It's not the same gold, though. It is the exact same it's, gold. That, that idiotic that good. helmet works with the Notre it's, Dame uniform. It's even it more
0: work. metallic. It's more. No, th- they're virtually the same. Well, but, look at but, them. Look at them. Are we going to do this? I don't think Seattle's bad. Do you think Seattle's bad uh, on the blue line? No, because you got Larson. Uh, no, they did
1: a nice job on the blue line. They have, a, they, have a, they have a they have a decent defense.
0: They got the wrong flurry, Hayden Flurry. He's going to be in a he's gonna, he'll be in their top six. So they're probably build. You know. <laughs> they're... They're probably going to build that way and think, well, we're going to be, well, let's try to be competitive defensively.
1: Oh, but no, I don't. No, no, no. Listen, their top, no, their, their defense is is it's pretty good. Is good. I yeah. mean, you can get some offense from the blue line from Giordano and Dunn. Larson's a solid stay-at-home defenseman. Alexiak's a solid stay-at-home defenseman. Will Borgen's going to make this team. He's going to be. He's going to be a top six defenseman. He's ready, and he he's a kid on the rise. And. Their power, the power the play defense, unit shouldn't be
0: that bad either. Because you probably, what, you'll have Don Skoy on a power play, McCann, Jaden Schwartz, Eberle, and Giordano. Jordan. Giordano will be yeah. on the
1: point. It's not bad. McCann would be on the second unit. You think? Who's on the first? Winberg? No, I mean what? what you got Everly? What'd you say? Everly Schwartz, Don, Don Scoy, Scoy, McCann, up Schwartz, up front. Giordano, Everly, in a blue line. Mm, you put a forward on the blue line? They probably. I mean, I, I'm not adverse to it. I don't think they will. I think Vegas. I think that would have been a thing Vegas should have considered doing was put a forward on the point of the blue line here. When that power play was know, spitting a bit. a bit, yeah. Give it a go. <laughs> you got to create Do something. Off- I mean, you got to create a, offense, don't it, you? I mean, it was Groundhog Day. Just kept doing the same thing and it wasn't working. I think they're a better what, what, spot than Montreal is right now. What was what what, what was the end, end number in the playoffs? It was like what was the end number? It was like what one for forty one or something. Oh, on a
0: power play. It was yeah, well, same thing. Same thing with Montreal, too. I think Montreal takes – I know it's – you know, people want to take a – there is nobody – basically everybody I talk to about Montreal thinks that they overachieved last year. You don't? Oh, no. I do. I do. I'm just trying to – Say okay, well, where does the defending champions or uh, uh, defending Eastern Conference champions, or however you want to say it, because of last year, how do they fit in next year?
1: Because certainly they're in trouble. They they took
0: a hit on the blue line.
1: Oh, they're no, they're in big trouble.
0: Where is their scoring coming from? They they have a bunch of guys that they hope will overachieve. They're horrific on the power play, and had been all year. They're built this is a team that's that's built on defense I don't think they play in that type of division I think that they have to I think they have to change completely the way that they that they do things I you know I, I don't know if it's going to be next year but definitely the year after that that's when they have to change the way they do things there I don't know how they're replacing Weber they're not getting production from the blue line. That's basically what they what they were last year. It was rely on Carey Price, get production from the blue line, and everybody else kind of, and well, they whenever a, you can contribute, you contribute.
1: Well, they had a really impressive counterpunch strategy and get you in transition. And what Suzuki turned into was something else.
0: I mean... Man, I mean, that that's... Maybe, maybe. As much as I can sit there and say, yes, expansion day, you were amazing in what you did. But then we're looking at the guys that got away. I mean, even if you go down to Tatar, I mean, he leaves here and, you know, he does pretty well. Some of the guys that you've let go, I, it's head-scratching. Now, I know it's easy to say, well... They got put in a a system that they thrived in. But Nick Suzuki went and thrived in Montreal's defensive first system. Imagine what Suzuki could
1: have done here. Oh, no, that's, I mean, it's scary to think. And how do you not, Brian, and I I must have said this, what,
0: a dozen times on the radio. We went in day one and thought, Ooh, I don't know about Cody Glass. Day one, a developmental camp.
1: We were standing in an against. expansion
0: team where he is supposed to be head and shoulders above everybody else on the ice. And we ended up talking about other guys. We thought he the first thing that came out of our mouths, Brian, was oh, he loses a lot of draws.
1: He just and he physically the, wasn't there. The thing, and, and this ain't big piling. Cody Glass Day. No,
0: no, 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 no. Because
1: no. no. I hope he goes and gets it going, has a wonderful career. I hope the Patrick Kid comes here and the change of it venue turns up. it around
0: too. Two guys that need to prove something.
1: But clearly, we always talk about that day because we kind of the, did the double take, looking at each other, going, "Yeah." I mean, yeah. Wait a minute, you're the sixth pick of the draft. He should have been the most noticeable player out there, head and shoulders, at least speed wise. At
0: least speed wise and could you win fifty percent of your draws. So
1: And it was Tuck Suzuki, Colasar, Brandstrom, and Alvenez. Alvarez, Those
0: Alvarez the- exactly. I couldn't tell you anybody who was standing next to me could will tell you how many times I've said that kid's name. I was impressed by all these other guys, but not the first round draft pick. Now this is not a you know, it's not a ripper or a dig on the Golden Knights. It's just we're reminiscing on the past. But as good as they were on expansion day Man, some of these guys, I mean, some of the guys that you brought in and some of the guys that you have let go in deals, in, well, you in gotta, hindsight, you, you got to give up something. It, hey,
1: listen, Cody, I say this, and they should they should throw a parade for the kid. Cody Glass's legacy is Eric Carlson isn't here because they loved him so much. Yeah. If they'd have given him up, Eric Carlson would be here. Nobody would be thrilled about that today.
0: But you talk about Suzuki, and the reason why you talk about Suzuki so much is because where are they right now as a team? Well, they're, as a team, they're sitting there needing a top-line center. Desperate for a top-line center. Probably a healthy Eichel would have found his way here. Somehow. Guess who the top-line center in Montreal is? Your top-line center is somewhere else right now. That's where... He sticks out more than any of those other deals. Hey, look, Tatar comes in, doesn't work out. I understand why they make the move. I get it. Guy has pedigree. You're trying to add that a little bit to this team that is you know, trying to accomplish something that nobody thought they would ever accomplish. I, I get why you, you bring a guy in here. Eh, he wasn't engaged. He wasn't interested. He didn't want to be here. And oh, by the way, you know, he wasn't used in the manner that George McPhee would have preferred.
1: You know, the one guy we've not talked about enough is, uh, you know, Krebs is coming, you know, he's a prospect, and Stevie's not. I mean, I love the kid. I think I thought he was in their plan in the playoffs this year, and then he got hurt. And I think he could turn into a really, really nice NHL player. There's no doubt about that. Prospects are prospects. The one guy I think's fallen through the cracks a little bit, the Morozov kid is kind of this mystery wild card. Yeah, you know, I mean, like Dorfe is here, but the, the Morozov kid. I wonder, I wonder what the prospects are for that kid. Well, I mean, I mean, prospects again, prospects. Yeah, but but the one thing Vegas has to do at some time, pretty soon, they got to start blending some youth in here. This is an old hockey team. I understand, but
0: that is the part that takes the most time. I mean, nobody envisioned them coming in and competing for a Stanley Cup. Uh, In really, in reality, every single year that they have been an organization, you can make the case that they were competing for a Stanley Cup. And they will next year. They're probably, in that division, the only shoe-in to make the postseason just because of that division. Nobody envisioned that. This was supposed to be a building process where they built the organization. And I think their plans changed a little bit from let's build this up and make sure. I remember George McPhee th- saying things like, you know, we're going to build this so we can make sure that we compete on a day in a day, and a, day or a year in a year out basis. Well, it wasn't the plan was not to compete from day one or at least, you know, no, that's not was, what they're going to say publicly,
1: but that kind of. Skewed the it, other, the back cha- end it, it, of that as well, the building process. So it changed after a dozen games. No, so because, that's going to change a little. Because bit. not only did you, and that's going to take a long, you had a bunch of time. UFAs walk out of here for nothing. You could have got a boatload more assets for. Her. Because then, it, then you gave up a first round pick to get to TAR. Because Brian, you tell me
0: honestly, do you think Cody Glass would still be in the organization if they didn't make a Stanley Cup run? Because not only, and I'm not talking about the first year. I'm talking about the Stanley Cup expectation run. So now they're like, okay, we, look, this fan base, this fanatical fan base, it expects us to be in this position at the end of the year. What now we have to be in a position where we're competing for the cup. So now Cody Glass, a kid that we probably, He's 22. We could still keep in our organization, and then he could kind of marinate a little bit. Now he becomes the
1: piece that you you use to get that goal. Which guy's more likely? Silver. Which guy's more likely to, honestly, I mean this sincerely. I hope they both do. But which guy, Patrick or Glass, Is more likely to take the change of venue and run with it. Patrick. Surroundings. Experience. Yeah, he has more games. Yeah. Simple as that.
0: I mean, are we talking immediate? This is a guy, again, continuously bringing people in that have a major chip on their shoulder, that underachieved in some places. He underachieved in his young career. Now you're going to bring him in a place that not only are you going to be surrounded by, you know, veterans that you don't have to be the savior anymore. You could just help us get to the point we want to get to. And I think that puts him in a much better position. I think Cody Glass is in a much better position too. Because now the spotlight isn't on Cody anymore; he could just evolve naturally. And I and in, in so, short term, I think the Knights got the better of the deal. We'll see, but you never know what goes on between the, between the ears. That that is the you know that's the intangible. We talk about you know going back and talking about wagering. If I could put a numerical value on the on what is going on between a player's ears. That would be the most valuable information you could ever have as a handicapper.
1: What do you make of this? Fiala. Kevin Fiala signs a one-year deal, avoids arbitration. One year, $5.1 million. I think that I think this kid's set up for a sign-and-trade here. Could be. I mean, okay, they avoid arbitration. And... They have thirteen million in cap space. They got to sign Kaprizov. and they can say they're out on Eichel all they want. But Minnesota's got the Minnesota's got what Buffalo wants, if they're willing to part with it. You, I think Fiala would be part of would could be part of a deal. Cause you got to clear some space. Do you not, in your gut, think that Eichel's just going
0: to stay in Buffalo? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't well, think he's going to get. Well, I, no, but you, there no. was questions before we're well, talking about this surgery.
1: Yeah, but, but see, the part of me says there was so much smoke. Right, where there's smoke, there's fire. And all the teams that were in, then they're out, then they're in, and then they were playing a hand of poker. There's going to come another window here when camp approaches and I think there'll be another window of opportunity for it to get done. And then someone's going to say, I think they were all playing a game of cards here and they wanted to, I think they all thought they could get Adams the not rookie, but I guess the young GM. See if he'd cave. He didn't cave. So I think another bidding war could commence a little bit. But the big thing is what they got to give you is an update on Eichel skating. I mean, is it, you know, it, no one knows what his actual status is. That's the crazy thing at this whole thing. And there's no way until you
0: know that, that he is going anywhere. What, what does he make, $10 million? Is yeah. he four or five years five left five on his Five years deal? left
1: at ten. Who's taking that? Well, you're getting a top five player in the league if, and if is the word. A lot of teams are lining up to try to get him. I mean, it's not the money. And don't kid yourself. He, <laughs> we're, he we're, could still end up here, man. He could still end up here. Would you do that?
0: If, if I... You if, don't know how he's going to I, respond to this surgery. Is the,
1: no, this is the thing. If If...
0: He's had a high ankle
1: sprain in the past. No, oh, the high ankles. Come on, that's bad luck. That's a sprain. It's an ankle sprain. Okay, but I want to see. No, th- this is Ryan, different. This is a come on. This is he's a making ten dizzy. million. Okay, guys get hurt. Austin Matthews. You said wrist surgery. That, what does he suck? This is not a guy. No,
0: but but this Austin Matthews. Are, are you comparing the production between the two? Two years ago, Eichel was way ahead of him. Two years ago, he had a big. Got hurt last year. Okay, but my point is, as a GM, are you going all knowing? You're walking into a surgery. Are you taking ten
1: million? If your if your doctors, I'm not a doctor. If your doctors say, yes, we're comfortable. This will work. We can do this. So, teams got to cut. Talk to their doctors and their medical staff. Flip side The Sabres, Sabres aren't comfortable with this surgery. The Ducks may be. Well, that's a good example. Well, I'm saying it's a risk reward thing. But if he's right, I mean, if, if he came here, as much as everybody loves Peyton Krebs and what he may become, Peyton Krebs will be forgotten in 10 seconds if this guy came here and's healthy. What's
0: the prognosis? Or how long is the recovery time for the surgery? Do you know?
1: The one he wants is like a month, five weeks. It's a month? Five weeks. The fusion surgery is two months. Okay. So what? Is... So if somebody steps up to the plate and says we can still get him for the start of the season, we'll let him do the surgery and make the deal. They, the Sabres want somebody else to take the risk. But the other but the back end of this is and I'm perfectly content with this. Stay here. Get healthy. This team's going nowhere this year. It's all predicated on young kids building up something together. Get this guy healthy, get him back, and if he comes back and he's healthy and he starts pumping up big numbers, then you're going to get your four picks that are of the equivalent of a first round draft pick. Guys like this don't grow in trees.
0: So, in your opinion, the Buffalo Sabres would rather deal him than
1: have him? Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. They don't want people there that don't want to be there. But they're not going to give him away. No,
0: but... They can't. Would you not rather have him come back after having... Depends what the return is. I understand. But if he comes back healthy... See the problem is now, you're trying to get teams to take on a a contract with a lot of term left.
1: I don't want to pay a guy 10 million dollars exactly right. pouting to be somewhere. So,
0: why don't you allow him to get that surgery where you're at and I think at the deadline because I think they will probably be you know, they will probably be sellers at the deadline. You've proven, you don't even have to wait to the deadline, but you have proven that this guy is 100% healthy, he's come back, I think you get more of a return than you do right now because now you're getting a damaged goods return.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't want to be there. Okay, well, Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be in Houston either. Yeah, but but the difference is, he has a surgery, comes back, okay, fine, but he doesn't want to be there, and he's plain ordinary. Then you're not going to get anything for him. Yes, but
0: if I'm... Jack Eichel if I don't want to be there anymore, if I know this is my doorway that's, to getting you. out of Buffalo. That ain't him. Well, because, because, then why because, would I want a guy Sam, like that?
1: Sam Reinhart's oh, I love the fans and the this and Okay, If you love them that much, he just, they'd have, he'd they have signed a contract with Buffalo and then they'd have traded him. They'd have done a sign-and-trade and instead of getting a first-round pick and a goalie prospect, you'd have got a hell of a lot more if there was term. So, these guys are all, and I don't blame them. Then why would I want to spend $10 million with another
0: 5 right behind it for a guy that's proven if he is disinterested in what we're doing, he's going to pout? Why would I want that
1: kind of guy? Well, he ain't going to pout for you. He wants out of there. He's looking for a fresh start. I understand, but what if that fresh start, he doesn't
0: like that either? There's too many negatives to taking on this deal. If he made 6000000 million, that'd be different. Anaheim, great example. Why not?
1: Vegas? Why? Because he's a guy conceivably can solve all your problems. Could or make them bigger. Well, that, that's any trade is a risk. Any draft pick is a risk. Not a ten million. Not with five years left. You're making a fifty
0: million dollar commitment to somebody that you're crossing your fingers. I get the gray areas of this. It's too great for me,
1: and that's fine. I bet you somebody steps up and does it. Like Eric Carlson was too great, and that proved to be wrong. I mean, proved to be wrong wrong for San Jose. Oh right, right. It's been
0: horrible for Vegas.
1: Oh yeah, this was fun, man. I miss this. Well, you know where we are. You are, the doors open. You come by anytime you want. Nice. I mean, by, by the you know if we go on the the pace we're. At. As long as I, the last time I saw it, your, your hair will be all white, but the next time you come in here, it's getting there. But.
0: It's, it's turned whiter in the last hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Yes, I know. <laughs> all right, man. Dana Lane Sports thank on you. Twitter, pickdogs.com. Hey. Yeah, nice job. <laughs> Three hours, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Practice makes perfect. <laughs> Stick to itiveness. It's a hockey show. You gotta dig deep. You gotta get it right. Thanks for coming in, man. Yep. Anytime. Stevie be back tomorrow. And T C and Ballpark, the boys are coming up next. Have a great day, everybody.